We're here in WPR's Buck Studio in Madison talking with the folk trio Lula Wiles. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thanks Glad for you're having here. Us. Welcome to your studio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to be here. Well, thanks. Thanks for making the time to be here. The members of Lula Wiles are Issa Burke, Allie Buckland, and Molly Obamsawin, and they're joined in the studio today by Eli Cohen on drums. So, how about uh, you get us started with a song? Sounds great. Great. Thanks, Thank Dan. you. That was Hometown, right? Hometown. That was Hometown. And that's off the new album, What yes. Will We Do? So tell us a little bit about the album. It came out when? It came out January 25th. So it's just uh, fresh off the presses. So oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we're on this big 
uh, album release tour currently, and um, yeah, we're we're glad it's out in the world. That's for sure. So for the, the for our listeners that aren't familiar with your music yet, so how would you describe the album? I mean, if, if you were pitching this to somebody. Ah, oh, great question. Uh, some call it folk. <laughs> Others call it Americana. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in terms of the album, I think we would um, describe it probably by saying that um, it's music that... Uh, is made because um, you know we care about things. We care about music. We care about the things that we're singing about. And um, I think with this album, we tried to make the sounds that we captured and um, the stories that we wrote um, all feel. We tried to make them as real as possible, and um, we and we were looking for like organic sounds in the studio, and um, we didn't want anything too polished. And um, we'd spent a lot of time playing live and so we um wanted to make sure that the album kind of reflected the way we sound when the three of us you know sit down and play t- music together in a room yeah so that's i think i would describe the album that way yeah 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 i would also say that the the content of the album is uh very local to us and our experiences and we were trying to capture sort of a window in time um the window being sort of 2017 to 2018 when we were writing the album and just what it felt like to be alive last year, the last couple years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm always curious when, when artists are putting together albums, it's probably seems like a silly thing to wonder about, but the, the title of the album, you picked a track. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last track on the album. Mm -hmm. Why I have it, I have in my head why, but why did you pick what will we do? Yeah. So I actually, I don't even know if I've told you guys this. I had What Will We Do in my head as an album title for a long time. Oh, well. And then I was like, I don't know if they'll be into it. So there's (laughs) a... Strategically. Yeah, it was totally strategic. (laughs) I wanted to make you guys think that we'd all thought of it together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but we all... I mean, we all kind of arrived at it together, but I'd kind of already had it in my head and was sort of secretly hoping that you guys would would be into it. I remember you saying... I feel like what will we do would actually be a great name for an album. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're like, wow, it's just dawning it's on just me now. It's just to me now. I do it's remember you now. being the one who brought that yeah. concept. Yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah, the 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 album title obviously came from the song, which is an old traditional uh, mm-hmm. ballad um, that we sort of reworked, and uh, it just felt to me. I like this. I like the sound of the phrase. I think it's a cool. Like I think it's a cool name for an album because it's a question. I think that kind of grabs people's attention and it makes them want to know more. But I also, in the context of the rest of the album with all of these songs that we wrote, I felt like it kind of tied together, um, a lot of what we were, what we were feeling. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's sort of where the album, where the album title came from. And I think it worked out nicely in that, like when I brought this song to the band and wanted us to cover it, I had in the back of my mind that it would be a good title for an album. And then it ended up fitting the album that we actually ended up making too. Um, so that, that felt cool. Um, I and I like that as I like that the title of the album comes from traditional music because that's, that's kind of the background that we all come from. Um, and yeah, that that felt that felt fitting to me, even though we're definitely moving uh, further and further beyond traditional music all the time. Um, it felt like a nice nod to where we come from. 
Well, it, it it's interesting you bring up the the sense of starting with the traditional and moving beyond that because I mean that's if somebody asked me to describe your music, that's kind of what I would say. I'd say it's oh, cool. it's based in a traditional sound, but it's kind of an updated. And mm-hmm. and so when I if you don't mind, because I'm sure you get this question a zillion times about the story of your name, but to me that's kind of reflective of the music too. I yeah I know what you're saying. Yeah, so we um, we were. Uh, it took us a long time to come up with a band name and, um, uh, and it ended up, you know, we were asking a lot of people, you know, we were sort of stuck and, um, Issa's dad suggested it. Um, but we, we like took to it so quickly. We loved it. And it, I think we, um, you know, as soon as we heard it, we're like, Oh, right. I think this is all fitting. Um, and so Lula Wiles comes from a Carter family song called Lula Walls. And we're, we're huge fans of the Carter family and they've been definitely very influential to us and also influential to, I think, our heroes, right? You sure. know, people that we learn from. And, um, and in the song Lula Walls, the character Lula is quite a wily lady. She, um, she's pursued by the narrator of the song. The man wants to marry her and she just, she doesn't say yes. She doesn't say no. She just turns away and says nothing (laughs) at all. And we just really liked her vibe. So because the guy in the song is kind of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. He's, (laughs) yeah, it's not, it's not great, but, um, but I, I think what you're saying is true. I've thought about that since we came up with the name that it's, you know, the wiles part of it is this new thing, right. Is bringing, um, a freshness to the the old, right? The homage to the Carter sure. family. So that's good. Yeah, Lula right Wiles. Well, how about how about another song? Yeah, let's do how it. How about it? We're gonna uh, do a song now that was written by our bass player Molly, and I need to be in tune to play country music. I mean, I need to be in tune to play all music. But <laughs> I feel like this. I feel like uh, the title of this song is really a window into our band's vibe. It's called Nashville Man, and there's a comma in it. Nashville, comma, man, which started as a joke in the <laughs> studio. Like, it was, you, you'll hear in the song, the <clears throat> the comma is not apparent in the way that we <laughs> sing the phrase in the song. But then we started, we just started putting a comma in as a joke when we were in the studio and then decided to run with it. Um, so, yeah, here's the song. All right. I'm pounding the pavement, waiting on a stationary letter from a Nashville man. It's the waiting that I'm running from as fast as I can. And when I'm breathing too hard to think, well, that's how I like it. Nine to five, running from my thoughts before I take on the night shift. I'm getting ready for the bad news, looking good and hoping for some good luck. Praying for a waking hour when a package of flowers gonna show up. And when the night falls, baby, I'll be drinking a glass, feeling lonesome. The gentleman who bought it's real nice, but I don't wanna hold it. I'm pounding the payment, waiting on a stationary letter from a Nashville man. It's a waiting that I'm running from as fast as I can. Postcards telling me how he feels 
together We can talk without a letter or a telephone I'm pounding the pavement Waiting on a stationary letter from a natural man It's the waiting that I'm running from As fast as I can I'm pounding the pavement Waiting on a stationary letter from a natural man It's the waiting that I'm running from As fast as I can I love the vibe to that song. That was yeah. that is great. That is great. We certainly have fun. Playing yeah, you look like you're having fun with it. Yeah. So um, it feels like right, there's a moment right now for women in roots music. I uh, think about you all, uh, the group I'm with her, just any number of, of musicians right now. And it, I, it wouldn't be accurate to say that women haven't been prominent in roots music before, but it feels mm-hmm. different now. Does it feel like a moment to you all? Like this is. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think there's. Um, you know, something that I think about a lot is, um, you know, the idea of, of representation and, you know, I think people sometimes don't always, they don't always get that the reason that it's important to have representation for, for women and and people of color, um, in music isn't just to have like, isn't just for like tokenizing purposes it's not just that like well we need like x number of this kind of person and x number Mm -hmm. of this kind of person it's that like if a girl doesn't see women represented in music if you if you grow up and you don't see any women bass players women guitarists Mm -hmm. women drummers women producers it's not even going to occur to you that that's something you can do in your life Mm -hmm. um and that i think is why representation is so important because you know, if a whole swath of the population, if half the population grows up thinking, um, grows up not even realizing that they could be a great music producer, we're probably missing out on a lot of great music producers, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's something I think about constantly. And I think um, I think that is something that's really changing in the music industry right now. And I, I feel really lucky that we get to be part of that. Um, and it's, it's something that I, that I take really seriously, um, you know, especially being... Being a woman instrumentalist, I don't really see that many women taking guitar solos in the world. Like, it's not, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'm, like, I, I don't want to think of myself as, like, some huge, like, standard bearer for, like, women in guitar or whatever. But, like, it is something that I don't see that often. So, um, I've had I've had younger gals come up to me and say that they, you know, they're inspired to learn new things on the guitar because they saw me play and that is that makes everything else worth it so yeah um yeah that is a very cool thing about being a woman in music is you get to you get to feel like you're you're moving the needle and you're you're being the person that you wish you had seen when you were younger yeah 
I'll say um, that I think it's a great place in a sense, in the sense that, like, yeah, there are women bands, which means that it's not just the woman is not the only playing the role of, like, front person. Like, we are in Lula Wiles, obviously, we're all front person and side woman and, <laughs> you know, all of the things. But I think... So on one hand, that's great, but on the other hand, we're still in a place in society and in like gender politics where being a woman band means that you, a female band, means that you get compared to other female bands, where like dude bands are never compared to other dude bands just because they're dude bands, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? And so like Fair the fact point. that we're fielding this question, right? And I grew up, I, I'll say in echoing Issa, right? Like I would have never... Um, probably thought that I could play the bass if I didn't see Esperanza Spalding and Bridget Carney and like amazing female bass players just like doing their thing mm -hmm. right and I'm grateful for that but I'm also wary to celebrate where we are too much because there's still so far to go yeah and I think that we, I totally agree with both what Issa and Molly have said and and I think but personally I'm still glad that we're talking about this right like I think that even though it's like okay well men don't get the question, what is it like to be a man in the music industry, right? That's very rare, right? But I still- Because there's, no, there's nothing to yeah, say right. about it. But I don't think we should stop asking that question, but I think important to think about is the fact that we do get asked that question. Um, but but one last, I'll have, I feel like we could just go on and on about <laughs> a lot of this, but um, I think that what feels really good for me is the camaraderie that I've seen um, in the, uh, like roots and bluegrass and indie folk and just general um, uh, music community that I exist in. I recently ran into Allison Brown in a hotel at Folk Alliance, and I, I, I had never met her, and I was like, "Hey, Allison Brown, I want to introduce myself. Like, I, um, I think what you're doing is really great, and I love seeing you up there, like leading a band, and um, any, and we had this great moment of talking about how we. Um, really like connecting with other female musicians and the idea that more and more and more we can female musicians can support other female musicians too and that there doesn't have to be any kind of stereotype of competitiveness mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. you know female to female competitiveness and just celebrating the um, kinship that we feel with in and support we feel from other women in the yeah. industry because there um, is room for all of us exactly and I think that that's um, something that we all in Little While stand for, for sure. Well, and I and I'm guessing at this, but I would imagine it's it's kind of walking a thin line between wanting to celebrate and talk about the issues and challenges and celebrate and, and, and triumphs of women in music without focusing on being women in music. Exactly. Yes, totally. Yeah. It's a really, it is a really, it's a fine line and it's a it's a tough like double-edged sword because like yeah exactly what ellie was saying like we want to talk about music because men get to just go to an interview and talk about music but we have to do this but it's also important to talk about this and it's <laughs> yeah, yeah it is so hard to know where that line is sometimes yeah yeah well i tell you what how about we focus on some music and then we'll talk about music after nice. <laughs> have another good. song yeah sounds great. great um so here's one that i that i isa wrote um off the new album this is called independence day it's Independence Day and I'm alone trying 
That is one of my favorite songs from that album. Oh, so I'm thank glad you. you. I'm glad you played that today. Oh, good. We're, we're in uh, WPR's Madison studio with the folk trio Lula Wiles. 
And uh, we were talking about this as you all were setting up how, you know, the new album is out. You're doing a ton of interviews, and I, you're all over the internet, which is kind of fun to see because I mm-hmm. enjoyed listening and, and list, um, some of the interviews. But it got me wondering if there's anything that you feel like you don't get asked about you want to talk about. I mean, things that you feel like people have missed or maybe haven't given me the chance to, to say as much as you'd like to say about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that we can't help but notice as we continue to do interviews um, and read uh, press about us, <laughs> sounds narcissistic maybe, um, is that people love to talk about um, our songwriting and our singing and the harmonies, which are obviously both central to the band, but something that never gets talked about and we never get asked about is um, our instrumental capacities and our um, production sensibilities. And I think that's obviously a continuation of what we're talking about, of sort of um, pigeonholing women into certain roles that are pre-approved in in music and um, really sort of ignoring when women are doing other kinds of things that yeah. Yeah, and I don't think and it, and it definitely isn't coming from like a, you know, malicious thing of like, oh well, I'm just definitely not going to ask them about playing the guitar. You know, you know, keep the women it, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. I think it's 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 so much more subtle than that obviously, but you know, it um you know, there just is the fact and we, and we talked about this between the last two songs, you know, but just the fact that we're, you know, we sing on the record. We wrote, we co-wrote all the songs, save a Dolly Parton song. I mean, come on. And uh, uh, tra- the traditional tune, right? The title track, right? But, but you know, we played all the rhythm guitar. We played, there's the bass that, you know, Issa um, plays so many intru- instruments on this album and I think carries a lot of the, you know, uh, lead player um, weight in this band. You know, that's a, a really important role um that Issa does you know and I think that sometimes doesn't we don't end up focusing on that in interviews and yeah and I think I think a lot of it is just like you know we're we're musicians being interviewed by non-musicians and like so talking about thematic um like thematic songwriting stuff is maybe like more accessible to people that aren't musicians but I'm like oh I want to talk about playing the electric guitar (laughs) (laughs) and I actually it's funny like we we were you know super super acoustic for the first several years of our band's life and then um and then I started playing electric guitar we had electric guitar and drums on our first album but we didn't really do that live very much um if ever um, cause I wasn't really playing electric guitar. Our, our co-producer on the first album played most of the electric guitar. And, um, but then we started touring with electric guitar and I expected, I would, I expected to get asked about it a lot. Cause you know, some, there are f- some folkies in the world who, <laughs> even though Bob Dylan went electric at Newport, you know, There's whatever, 50 like years ago, people still balk at it. the presence <laughs> of electric guitar in a folk band. And like, but I think, yeah, it's kind of what you're, what you're talking about. I think people tend to just subconsciously be like, oh, women, let's talk about singing and songwriting Mm -hmm. rather than like, oh, I, let's talk about how you get your electric guitar tone. Mm -hmm. And I do think that at least in that context, like, or like about that topic, like talking about electric guitar tone is quite niche, right? Yeah. It's nerdy as heck. So yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) we will say that, you know, for sure. Um, but, right, I, but we I, also, I, yeah. I would say though, I I think, at least as an as an outside observer, that your musicianship comes through 
mm-hmm. very well, you know, I, for whatever that's worth. And, and I'm you. not just saying that. I thought that as I was listening. And one of the things I like about YouTube is, and because I'm a musician, is I get to watch the musicianship as well as hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that adds a, a lot to that, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, so anyway, I, I think you all do a wonderful job with that. And for whatever it's worth. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, I, thanks, I appreciate Dad. it. Yeah. So anyway, um, how about we got time for one more song? Yeah, let's do one. Let's do Love Gone Wrong. Um, This is the first first track off our new album, um, which, as we've said, the album's called What Will We Do? And it just came out a few weeks ago on uh, Smithsonian Folkways Recordings. Um, Yeah, and this is the first track. It was actually the first first song that we... Uh, the first three-way co-write in Lula Wiles history. It's the first song that we all we all wrote together.
nice. Let that reverb fade nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, we've been talking and hearing from the band Lula Wiles, which is Issa Burke, Ellie Buckland, and Molly Obamsawin with Eli Cohen on drums today. Thanks for being in the studio today. You're on, we were just talking about this, you're on social media, find yeah. you where? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at, at Lula Wiles, L-U-L-A-W-I-L-E-S, uh, in all the usual places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can go to our website too, lulawiles.com, and sign up for our, our newsletter. We might be on tour in your area at some point, so check it out. You got a lot of dates coming up, so yeah. Yeah, we sure do. do. <laughs> for, the, for, for a long time coming up. Yeah, well, good. Well, well, thanks for having us, Dan. Thank yeah. you for being here. And thanks to Steve Gotcher, our WPR engineer, for making us sound great today. And also working with him was Tom Blaine and Nigel O'Shea. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks.